Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Thank Godzilla. It's Friday. Uh, it is Friday, and that means it's Godzilla. My name is William Bibiani. I am a critic. I write for The Wrap. Everybody calls me Bibbs. Uh, my name is Whitney Seibold. I, too, am a critic. I am, In fact, I am, the, uh, I am a senior staff writer Ooh. at Slash Film. Very fancy. Mm-hmm. Very fancy. Indeed. Well done, indeed. Well... Whitney will be writing about it. I don't know what that tone was. What? What's going on over there? Whitney like... will be writing a lot of very, very fun articles over at Slash mm. Film. Uh, but we we don't do articles here at the Critically Acclaimed Network. We do podcasts. That's right. And this is our podcast dedicated to all of the Godzilla movies and all of the Godzilla adjacent movies. And we've hit another milestone this is kind of a big one. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the end of Godzilla's Heisei era. That's right. <clears throat> There's still a few more films before we get to the next era of Godzilla. But this is the end of Godzilla's story in this uh, particular series, in this particular reboot. Uh, and it is called Godzilla vs. Destoroya. Uh, which uh, doesn't quite roll off the tongue. Destoroya. Well... I think I mentioned this in our last episode. Um, they, they wanted to just call it dis- the character Destroyer. Yeah, and in the subtitles but, I saw, they, hmm. they called it that. But uh, they Toho found they couldn't copyright the word Destroyer as the ah. name of a character. So they had to sort of monster it up a bit. So they called it Destoroya. Very nice indeed. Um yeah, it's been a, it's been a it's been a, actually kind of a short strange trip. I was going to say it was a long strange trip, but um, cons- compared to the Showa era, yeah, well, and and just keep just it, purely Godzilla movies alone, <clears throat> leaving the ancillary stuff out of it. This is fewer Godzilla movies, right? Mm. I'm not crazy. Like this is, I think, just Godzilla wise, there were like 15 films in the Showa yeah. era. This is like when you're watching Doctor Who and there's a Doctor and you get really into them, and then you find out they were only going to do two seasons, and you're like, "Well, come on, <laughs> David Tennant did it forever. Why are you? What? Come on." So. Yeah, I was just I was just really settling into this Godzilla, uh, mm. and uh, this Godzilla really grew on me. Yeah, I, I, I like this version of Godzilla, and I like mm. these movies. Yeah, some more than others. I wasn't a huge fan of Space Godzilla, but I've I've enjoyed yeah. this franchise. I, I like Space Godzilla too. Um, yeah. Space Godzilla, the monster, or the movie that I, featured Space I was, Godzilla. I was kind of mixed on the movie and the monster. Right. Honestly, that, that was probably my least favorite of the Heisei era. Yeah, but I, it's still, I love it's still the, fun. Don't get me wrong. It just I, didn't, I love didn't the, quite uh, work for me. I love the monster designs in these movies. I love just the look of these movies. Uh, I, I love that they are... There's a common character, Mickey, throughout these movies yeah. that's kind of really keeping the whole series together and yeah, giving you a than, sense of continuity, even if there's not, like, story-wise a lot of connection. Yeah, it's not really about her, really. Mm-hmm. I feel like they try to put a button on her in this film. 
a well, little they, bit and try to, try to bring, bring her more into the foreground. But uh, like she, she was really just a made a very minor character for a lot of these. But yeah, she, yeah. but she was there. But her, her her presence there, I think, helps a lot. Yeah. That you have at least one person you can kind of recognize. Yeah. Uh, they try to put a button on everything in this one. They do. Uh, this was go. This was the last one. They knew this was yeah. going to be the last one. They, they in fact, said it um, would be the last one. Yeah. The, Toho announced uh, there were like posters everywhere. Godzilla dies. This mm-hmm. is the one where Godzilla is going to die. Uh, and uh, they knew at this point that TriStar Pictures, mm-hmm. the American studio, was going to make their own series of Godzilla movies. Right. Uh, that well, would, they were going to try. They were going to try. And, and <laughs> yeah. Now, this was 95, and mm. the American Godzilla film uh, from Roland Emmerich mm. came out in 1998. So that's yeah. what that series would end up becoming, is that 98 Godzilla film. Yeah. And Toho actually wanted to stay out of their way. It's like, America's going to do some Godzilla films. Good. Uh, not we, compete. We, we won't come back for at least a decade. Yeah, they did uh, sell... After there was uproar, people were mad. Mm. Like, you're going to kill him? You're not going to yeah. reboot him? What do you, so people were mad. And Toho eventually said, we'll, we'll come back eventually, mm. but we're going to let the American film breathe. We're going to yeah. let it, that movie actually have... Uh, you know, it get the center stage for a minute. Uh, which is very magnanimous of fun. it, honestly. A fun bit of trivia, uh, they, they were going to kill off Godzilla, and they wanted it, but they also wanted, like, a connection to the original Godzilla. Yeah. Kind of, like, bring the whole series together, in a way. And one of the original ideas was to have Godzilla fight the ghost of the original Godzilla and that I'm, was killed in 1954. And I'm not going to lie, I, I, I really like Godzilla versus Destroy. I do mm. not get me wrong. This is one of my favorite in the whole Heisei era. <laughs> it's uh, really good. It's really, really good. I would kill to see Godzilla fight Godzilla's ghost. <laughs> I want to see that so bad. I want to see like a like and, and I want like a like a translucent Godzilla like overlaid over stuff. I really just want him to just ooh. Uh, what 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 would God what if Godzilla like possessed a statue or something? Uh, or a, Godzilla's yeah. ghost would it would have to be like an actor in a suit. Yeah. Uh, but they'd have to like color him bright blue with sparkles or something to make him ghostly. Yeah, oh, that'd be and that, that would have been cool too. Yeah, can you imagine like like white noise? Like Michael Keaton's there, like whoosh, rah, it's just ghost. <laughs> he like throws the headphones off. I know what that is. It'd be awesome. Yeah. Sadly, they did not go with the cold spot. Godzilla would be the size of a whole city. <laughs> He's been hiding out of the Arctic. We couldn't tell. Uh, they didn't do that. They didn't do the Godzilla versus uh, Godzilla's ghost. Which would um, have been fine because we already established that ghosts are real in the Heisei era. Ghosts, psychic powers, space yeah. aliens, it's all all in the pot Could have gone there, could have um, gone nuts. The only thing we haven't had is something like... Uh, we haven't had like more traditional movie monsters like werewolves or vampires. Those haven't been part of Godzilla yet. No, no. I, although, again, a giant wolf man? That would be really Gi- cool. giant wolf monster would have been pretty yeah. cool. Or a, a Dracula story where Dracula bites Godzilla. It could have just been it's like a giant bat monster. Why not? Like, yeah. this, you could just lean into that way. I mean, know? we did meet Batra, but Batra was a moth. Yeah, exactly. That, that That's cheating. You can't do that. Uh but yeah, instead we have uh, the way they wanted to connect this back to the original Godzilla was mm. to uh, a bring back a lot of the nuclear talk. Uh, there's yeah. actually been talk throughout the Heisei era that Godzilla's body is like a nuclear reactor, is constantly yeah. producing nuclear energy, and also absorbs nuclear energy, just becomes more and more nuclear. There was still a lot of nuclear concern in the mid '90s. Mm-hmm. It wasn't as uh, harrowing 
Uh, and it didn't feel as real a possibility in the 90s as it did well, in the previous decade. A- after the Cold War and mm. the threat of imminent nuclear destruction felt mm. relatively remote yeah. compared to literally imminent, uh, I feel like we kind of like there was a general concern about nuclear power and the safety yeah. of that because well, there have been incidents. But I feel like, and I can only speak to Americans, um, I feel like our, our general worldly anxieties moved away from nuclear power and to... Other well, things, more environmental issues. Uh, well, the, the, the Chernobyl disaster happened during the Hayes era because Return mm. of Godzilla was in 84 and Chernobyl yeah. wasn't until like 86. Right. But so, by the time this one's coming along, that's almost 10 years ago. It's, it's yeah. yeah, this was nine years later. This came out in yeah. 85. And I'm, I'm not uh, saying that's not a short amount of time. I'm just saying people have short memories. Well, people... I think what was happening is people's views on nuclear power changed. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, throughout the Showa era, it was about nuclear bombs and destruction. Yeah. Thanks to Chernobyl, uh, a lot of views on nuclear power were, oh, it's it's the most dangerous way to produce energy. And mm-hmm. it's wasteful and it's horrible. You can watch episodes of The Simpsons where they talk about nuclear waste, uh, you know, the whole yeah. Toxic Avenger thing. Uh, the concern the, was less the, about a nuclear explosion and more about nuclear... Uh, meltdowns and fallout. Yeah. yeah, and and so that's what they turned Godzilla into. Yes. He is a walking meltdown in this movie. Yeah. Uh, Godzilla shows up, and like, off-screen, there's been uh, uh, some sort of nuclear uh, disaster, like an underground nuclear disaster, mm-hmm. that has mutated Godzilla's body, and now he's, like, glowing red. He is yeah. and it's so the powerfully I- nuclear yeah. that he is not just... That if he gets too hot... Yeah. He will explode like a bomb so powerfully it'll essentially destroy all life on Earth. He, he looks like an... Uh, you, know, you know like when you have action figures of like a popular character and you want to sell more of those action mm. figures but you've run out of actual costumes that they had? So you'll get like Ice Storm Batman. Where, right. it's, like, where it's like Batman but he's going to go to a key party with Sigourney Weaver. Or... Um... <laughs> well done. Thank you, thank you. Just walked into that. Um, no, but like they'll just do these, like, and they'll be lava Batman or some just absolute bullshit. Then they're just trying to slap a new coat of paint on Batman, give him a different kind of weapon, and resell him to you. Mm. Um, it looks like they wanted to, like, they just repackage Godzilla. And it was a complicated thing. They had to put a whole bunch of light bulbs in the suit and everything like that. But it looks like the cool, like, battle damage version of Godzilla you'd get at a toy store. Yeah. Where it's like, you press a button and he glows glows, with nuclear energy. And, like, I I want that toy. I will buy Uh, that toy. Do you remember a TV series called Black Star? It was another another one of those toy-based ones from the 80s. Yeah, yeah. the show, I barely remember what it was about. The toys, was that however... The, was that like the Space Western? It, yeah, it was like yeah, yeah it was a, like a space sheriff kind of yeah, thing. But I, there, I had, there, some, there I had those monsters toys. and ghouls. There was like a and cool the, horse that had like guns in it. Yeah, it was like a robot horse. I, I think yeah. it was a robot horse. Yeah. But I remember the toys had a flint in it. It had like oh. a, little, a little cigarette lighter wheel. There was no like yeah. butane in it, but you could make like... little sparks, yeah. Yeah, you could flick the the wheel on the on its back and it would shoot sparks out of its yeah, chest. Yeah, there used to be a lot more toys like that. I don't, mm. I don't think they do that anymore. No, because they set fires. <laughs> yes, they do. There's, there's no butane, but they can still... You know, yeah. a spark can potentially still start a fire. Yeah, but by God, I had so many of those. My, my favorite uh, toy recall story was... Um, I forget the actual name. I think it was like the the Feedem Cabbage Patch Kid. Oh yeah, yeah. You would, they would like it, it would, came with like, like a little carrot, bottle, and it, it would like, like... It came with like little carrot sticks and snacks. Oh yeah, and, it would and you could put them. like put yeah put it next to its mouth, and it had this little like plastic wheel inside its mouth, mm-hmm. and it had a moving jaw. 
Yeah. So it would like chew and suck in the food. Problem is it also ate children's hair. Yeah. <laughs> Kids would put their hair next to this this child and this yeah. killer doll would come alive and start eating their hair. And, and you know that there's people out there who are just really, really mad. Like, I, I liked that doll. I wasn't feeding it my hair. <laughs> I was playing responsibly. Yeah. And then you retrieve the carrot sticks from like a yeah. compartment in its abdomen. But yeah, this movie starts just like just jumps off running. Yeah. Opening scene, the island where uh, Godzilla and, and we've gone from baby Godzilla to little Godzilla to Godzilla Jr. Mm. And it looks different each time. It does look different each time. And, we'll, and now Godzilla Jr. looks like just a smaller version of Godzilla. Yeah, we'll, get, like, to, we'll yeah. get to that in a bit. At the beginning of the movie, he's missing though. Yeah. Godzilla Jr. is missing, and the island that they lived on... Has blown has up. <laughs> blown up, and it's like sunk to the bottom of the ocean. It's a smoldering crater, and Godzilla is glowing red. And honestly, here's the thing. That's a threat. People are worried. Godzilla's attacking again. Never a good sign. <clears throat> he looks like he's in pain. Godzilla does. Godzilla. He's like smoldering and steaming. And Burning he's like up inside, of, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this is a sad movie. Godzilla's gonna die. Godzilla's gonna die, but Godzilla's not gonna die, like, heroically saving Earth from King mm-hmm. Ghidorah's last blast. I mean, he will die fighting a monster, to get me wrong, but, like, mm-hmm. it's not like a <laughs> sudden thing. No. You know? It's not like, oh, I have to go back to my home planet. Like, no, 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 no. From, from scene one, or two, I guess, mm-hmm. it's like, no, Godzilla's dying slowly and painfully, and it's like, oh no! And everyone but Mickey is like, oh yeah, we we gotta kill him. Like mm. we do, yeah. Because here's the thing: he's going critical. Yeah, he's he's gonna well, he's gonna <laughs> he's, melt. He's, Look, he's the way he's gonna die is gonna be pretty badass. Yes, agree. He's, he's gonna melt down like a fucking Viking. That's yeah. like that's how Godzilla's gonna go. But initially, uh, they're concerned he's going to blow up. And when mm. they describe it, it's like, listen, Godzilla is gonna get hotter and hotter until eventually he explodes and he will detonate with the force of more force than every nuclear bomb humanity has invented to date and when that happens it will ignite the atmosphere and vaporize everything on earth Mm. later in the movie they say oh something's happened and now it's worse it's worse (laughs) how's that This is something that that I've uh, seen in a lot of uh, Japanese genre entertainment, uh, specifically Japanese uh, genre entertainment, that you don't see this in American films a lot, where uh, the characters get increasingly powerful as the drama goes along. Uh, It's like, I will hit you with the biggest energy beam that I, I in the entire universe and it'll blast you into the ground and that they just sort of manage to stand up and hit them with an even bigger energy beam. It's like, oh, well, now that I've absorbed that energy, yeah. here's an even bigger energy beam. And it, it, yeah. it goes on. It's the Dragon Ball principle. Yeah, basically. Uh, but, you know, I've, I've seen this a lot and that's what's going on here with Godzilla. Okay, I've... I've he will blow up and he'll destroy all life on Earth. Yeah. Oh, but now he's absorbed even more energy. Yeah. He's going to get even more powerful. That, none of that. They just keep good. mounting all of this tension by saying he's just more and more powerful. Yeah, it's 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 pretty rough all around. Uh, meanwhile, there, there, there's going to be a few meanwhiles uh, uh, here. Um, not, not Essentially not a huge number of subplots in this no, one. No, but pretty we, straightforward. we got to set him up, though. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I forgot one thing. There's one uh, bit in the beginning where Godzilla's like marching through a big city and destroying everything, and they clearly use like a foreground plate, mm-hmm. like a moving foreground plate. So like... 
in the background and like the skyline that's one plane of video and they're playing that and then the foreground it's a cityscape and they filmed that on a different day when Godzilla wasn't there hmm. um people are very chill at the in the foreground of that shot <laughs> Like, they should be fleeing for their... Like, he's, like, five blocks down the street, and people are like, oh, there's a sale at Pennies. Like, no. <laughs> no. Run. Run for your lives. <laughs> it just made me laugh. Um. Anyway, uh, so... Yeah, so there, there's, a, there's a teenager, and uh, he is actually the adopted... Grandson, grandson of Dr. Sarazawa. Sarazawa. No, not Dr. Sarazawa. Dr. Sarazawa didn't have any kids. Sarazawa no. was the one who built the Oxen Destroyer. Right. No, no. It's the adopted grandson of the other uh, Yamane. Like the guy the guy who survived. The, man, the scientist who survived. And was oh, like, okay. oh, how sad. Um, although he looks, this kid looks like Sarazawa. It looks like they tried to like cast him as though like. For uh, a minute I thought they were trying to try to say that like this was Sarazawa's son or nephew and he didn't have any you know anywhere to go and so the other scientists raised him but they don't really seem to go there it's kind of weird but anyway he was raised by uh the other scientists from the original Gojira and he has become even though he's like in his 20s he claims he's the world's foremost Godzilla expert and everyone's like Mickey okay <laughs> fine Mickey's like talk like mind melded with yeah, Godzilla yeah like, I don't think anyone yeah. knows more about Godzilla okay fine uh, but he's the one who has printed on the internet, on a blog, his findings about Godzilla. And there's this interesting bit where they try to recruit him. Yes, we've read your blog on the internet. <laughs> this is like, again, this is mid '90s. This is actually kind of high tech stuff. It's, we read your blog on the internet, and you're right about Godzilla. And we need your help to to save the world from Godzilla. And he's like, pass. What? Yeah, I, I, I offered to help you guys like months ago. I gave you my paper. You threw it in my face. Screw you all. I don't care. And they're like, oh, okay. Well, Mickey will be disappointed. <gasps> Mickey? <laughs> like, it's like, I don't know if he's like, thinks she's like the coolest or has a crush on her or what. And I kind of thought that would go somewhere and it does not. Nope. He doesn't even really freak out when he sees her. Like, it's this weird, it's his whole motivation for joining up. They don't really have meaningful conversations. It's not awkward or funny or romantic. It's just... Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> Weird missed opportunity to do something. I don't know what. There's there's another psychic on the payroll now. And um, the implication is she's Mickey's replacement. Like, Mickey is talking about how, like, you know, yeah, my psychic powers are fading the older I get. And I guess that's a thing. It's all the other young psychics that they have are, like, kids. <clears throat> and so there's a there's a younger model uh, of, of Mickey. And uh, <laughs> and she's just like, yeah, you know, what, what, I don't know what you want to do, Mickey, but personally, I just want to get married and start a family. And I'm like, well, you went into an interesting career. <laughs> so, like, if you just wanted to settle I mean, down. I mean, there's a lot of Godzilla experts. The, I suppose the, the, so. The, the dating pool is wide open. I suppose that's true. Um, kind of a kind of a kind of a um, low life expectancy on that job sometimes, but yeah, live on the edge, man. I makes guess. the it makes the romance more intense. Um, but anyway, um, and the other thing that's uh, uh, going on is uh, there is another scientist, not related. To Dr. Sarazawa, but who is continuing Dr. Sarazawa's research. And what he has created is micro air. 
Yeah, shrinking oxygen molecules. Yeah, that would still be then usable. And you could put them in like, he says you could put them in oxygen tanks for scuba diving. And I'm like, or, or like space travel would probably be very useful. Like there's a million different applications right, for that. The, and the, of course the, the reporter on the air is just like, or it could be used as a weapon. He's like, I don't know why you'd say that over the air. Get people freaked out about this thing that could be very beneficial. But yes, fine. Yes, it could kill a lot of people. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, screwdriver can be used as a weapon. It's also a pretty handy tool, isn't it? Yes. That's not the thing you mention when you advertise your screwdrivers on well, television. <laughs> you know they do. Um, T- tool shot. Everybody needs a screwdriver in their house. Yeah. Everybody has screwdrivers, I'm sure. Anyway, um, so a lot of people are really upset with him that he's pursuing this oxygen destroyer. Uh, research because mm. Dr. Sarazawa literally sacrificed his life to use that in the only positive way it ever could be and then prevent it ever from being used again in any other context. So they're like, you're kind of betraying like his legacy and it's really irresponsible and you shouldn't do that. And he's like, nope, fuck off. It's, it's been a long time. Well, like, it's been a long time. Uh-huh. We've also redefined uh, what Godzilla is. Godzilla is mm-hmm. no longer uh, uh, the result of a bomb. True. Godzilla is more of a dis- walking disaster at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've even said that directly in continuity. This is not a Godzilla that was created by a, a nuclear strike. Yeah. This is a Godzilla that was formed by deliberately. Mm-hmm. It grew it to to fight Mecha King Ghidorah. Yeah. So uh, this idea of learning a lesson from mm-hmm the 1954 film is far behind us. Well, it's at least far behind the characters anyway. Like Like that first Godzilla, they learned the lesson. They created a a counter weapon to destroy it. They were successful. And that was the end of that story. Mm. As far as we're concerned. Until the mid eighties. Yeah. yeah, Until 1984. Mm. That was it. Mm -hmm. Well, that didn't go great as you can tell, because we have Mm. a new Godzilla and that meant Godzilla's melting down. Uh, Meanwhile, uh, they're also, like, researching, like, the ground where the oxygen destroyer, where Godzilla died previously. Yeah. And the ground has, like, no oxygen molecules in it. And it's like, oh, yeah, this is like like the air, like the Earth was before oxygen existed. Mm. And uh, But there were life forms. There were pre-Cambrian life forms. Have you seen Tremors? It's Tremors. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, it's pre-Cambrian life forms, like in Tremors. And I love that. Um they take some soil samples and they find that there's an unusual life reading in one of them. And then it like burrows a little hole in the glass and it escapes. And then it dissolves a whole bunch of fish in an aquarium. Yeah. I, I guess it's an homage to the poor aquarium from the original Gojira. It's, it's like a little uh, sort of like shrimpy looking guy. Yeah. Yeah. They're little. Yeah. They, they, they look like, um, what do you call them? Um, not pie people. Sea monkeys. The uh, brine shrimp, yeah, yeah they look like brine shrimp basically. They're 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 crustaceans, uh, and the, and they're very very tiny, but they're no, getting but they won't, bigger. Yeah, they won't be tiny for long. In fact, they no. learn, they uh, will eventually learn to combine, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, it's discovered that yeah, these are sort of creatures born from because of uh, that same uh, disaster. Mm. It's caused these kind of like dormant things to awaken mm. and these uh sp- this new species to sort of grow from the remnants of the oxygen destroyer yeah and they initially so they're oxygen destroyer shrimp yes and they grow they grow in stages you're talking about everything getting like more powerful and that mm. happens with destroyer as well because initially it's a bunch of them not a whole bunch but like 
a, like a handful. Yeah. And they're basically the size of velociraptors for a while. Mm. And uh, a little bigger than that. Yeah, but, yeah. but they're, they, they can fit through a door is my point. Yeah. And so they're human-ish sized monsters and they're running amok. And they send the, the marines from aliens after them. They even have the Steadicam gun. Oh, yeah. You recall, if you remember the movie <coughs> Aliens, uh, there is a, a, a gun that the Colonial Marines have that is mounted on a, sort of a harness. And the idea is the harness makes it possible for one person to lift a gun that's, like, way too heavy for a person to normally lift, and that's super-duper badass. And James Cameron just took a Steadicam rig and put a gun on it instead of a, instead of a camera. It looks awesome, and it was cheap, <laughs> and that's amazing. And they do it here too, except the gun doesn't look nearly heavy enough to justify that, so it doesn't mm. really feel right. But I appreciate the homage, and indeed, it's it's a huge aliens homage just for a little while. Just colonial marines, some reason in modern day Japan, fighting monsters, getting their asses handed to them. It's pretty sweet, actually. Um, Meanwhile, uh, Godzilla still amok, and they have in created the Super X three, uh, which is just another plane. Looks like a yeah. th Thunderbird's vehicle, mm -hmm. uh, but this one in I think it was the X two had the reflector. Yeah, and kind of re reflect Godzilla's blasts right back at. I, th him. I think the X one had that too, but the X two would like put it like all over. Yeah, 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 um, and. Then that was turned into Mogera, mm -hmm. and now we have the well, X three, which is I think it was turned new... into Mecha Godzilla, which was turned into Mogera. That's right, yeah, yeah. Mecha Godzilla, which became Mogera, and then yep. now we have a new one, which I think is a wholly original craft. Uh -huh. But it's we're back to having like a plane craft, right? A and super this one... weapon, and this one has a freeze beam. Yeah, we realizing that that we can't make them hotter, mm. so instead we're gonna put freeze missiles. And yeah. freeze bullets. To cool and off freeze the nuclear fire. Yeah. And it's like, that's cool. Why didn't we do that before? That's fun. Everyone could enjoy that. Um, also, wouldn't that be handy instead of like those nuclear cooling towers? Yeah. To use Shoot. those freeze beams instead? Yeah, that'd be fucking awesome. Um, so, yeah, they, 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 there's this interesting moment where they're like, okay, we've got the super accents filled with all the freeze weapons. Now, the only question is, who will pilot it? And it's these guys. I kind of <laughs> right, thought they were right. going to like bring some characters back or something. And it's just like, oh, okay. I, I, I think maybe we saw that guy before. Maybe. <laughs> it, it doesn't land very well. It doesn't, they don't, they don't, make, a, they don't yeah. make a moment out of it. So they, they attack Godzilla and they freeze Godzilla. Much like at the end of Godzilla Raids again. They freeze mm. Godzilla. Godzilla's like, ah, oh, that's so much better. Because he's cooling down. And they think, okay, maybe we've solved this problem. And indeed, when Godzilla inevitably breaks out of it, he's cooled down. Maybe this is fine. Yeah, the movie's only half over, but maybe we've solved the problem. No. <laughs> because now, instead of exploding, he's going to melt down, and that's going to radiate the entire planet and make it completely unlivable for, like, ever. Yeah, or, or at least the city. No, their, least... their, their fear is that it's going to destroy the world. Because yeah, um... that's when they say, this is worse than him exploding. I'm like, exploding would destroy everything on the planet. <laughs> I, I don't... Okay, anyway. 
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Um, Destroya uh, is now, ironically, uh, not only causing quite a ruckus <laughs> and combining like Voltron into like a super monster, uh, is also now humanity's last hope. Cause, yeah, because it, in it's, fact, uh, it's, it's internalized the oxygen destroyer powers and can now use oxygen destroyer stuff on Godzilla. Yeah, the, the, it, it has laser beams as well. Yeah, and, and, it, and gets, it flies, and, and it, it can fly out. In one of its forms, it can fly. It ends up turning into the biggest practical monster in Godzilla history. That there's not going to be a bigger suit than this one. Oh yeah, and, like uh, on set in the fight. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, because I think technically Biollante is still the tallest. Or maybe maybe so. Era. I don't remember. One mm-hmm. of those. One of them from the Heisei era, I believe, is still the tallest, right. at least until the anime comes along. Well, I mean, there are, yeah, bigger monsters in the anime. Yeah. Like, Godzilla's a mountain in the anime. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, just gigantic, elaborate... Like, mm. they, there's only one actor in there. It's like, mm. I feel so sorry for that poor actor. Oh, that, that's, that's a hell suit of a suit that probably wore 150 pounds. And it, it's a um, cool-looking thing, by the way. It's got, mm. like, a Screaming Mad George quality, where it really does look kind of, yeah, like, yeah. Kind of like, unusually monstrous. Looks almost like, like the, the monster from the end of Howard the Duck. F- fins and claws and weird crustacean-like platelets yeah. all over its body. Yeah, not platelets. Those are that's yeah, in your blood. Pl- plates. Plating all over yes. its body. Yes. Also, it's covered with, covered with platelets. <laughs> dripping with blood. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, the, uh, because it has, and it has those laser eyes which have oxygen destroyer powers in them, and Mickey has to use her psychic powers to lure Godzilla to Destoroyah. And how is Mickey going to do that? Well, Godzilla Jr. has shown up. Just when you think Godzilla's taken care of, Godzilla Jr. starts like just... And here's the thing with Godzilla Jr. Mm. First off, it's not quite as big as Godzilla when we finally see them like on screen together. Godzilla's really, really huge, and Godzilla yeah. Jr. is like maybe half, two-thirds that size. Mm. Cute, really. Just the size of like, Godzilla from the original movie. He's also friendly green colored. Yeah. Like he's not, like Godzilla's like this really harsh black, mm. like, like pine green maybe in this, in the Heisei era. Uh-huh. But Godzilla Jr. in his final form is a friendly green color. I also appreciate that they remembered that Godzilla Jr. isn't Godzilla. He's a Godzillasaurus. Which means he actually has slightly different physical features, whereas Godzilla has like actually a relatively like stubby neck. Mm. Um, Godzilla Junior actually has a pretty long neck, and you get the I, I realize that like the person in that suit's probably looking through eye holes in the neck. Yeah, well, that's and true. All the Godzilla suits. I realize that, have. but like the neck is longer is my point. It All looks right. it looks more reptilian, I guess. I don't know. The right. dinosaur, you know. Oh. Um. So Mickey's been convinced to use Godzilla Jr. to lure Godzilla to Destroya. Mm-hmm. And Donald goes in where the others have been. <laughs> uh, and there's this great bit, there's this great bit where like they're like they see each other from across the city. 
And Godzilla's so eyes lock from across well, the room. Yeah, Godzilla's so happy to see his adopted son, mm-hmm. and Godzilla Junior, who who hit puberty, hit him like a ton of bricks this week, mm-hmm. and he hasn't seen his dad, and he's they're so happy to see each other, and Destroya won't let them hug, <laughs> <laughs> and it, it just killed me. It made me so sad. Um, and they fight, and they fight, and Destroya grabs Godzilla Junior, flies him up into the air. And drops him. And drops him on a building. And, and it's he, like, oh. And he dies. Godzilla Jr. dies, but not right away. No, mm. no, 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 no. Godzilla, <laughs> like, trudges over to Godzilla Jr. And Godzilla Jr. is like, the light is, like, fading from Godzilla Jr.'s eyes. And it's like, nah. And Aww. Godzilla's like, you will be avenged. I will avenge you. Because here's the thing. I love this plot point, by the way. As, as, as sad as... I really like Godzilla Jr. I think it's just a cool monster. I like him a lot. He's cool. This plot point is so fucking great because every melodramatic bone in our bodies, every movie, every story, every play, every comic book, every tale you've ever been told tells you that the guy whose son was just murdered by the villain... Mm-hmm should be allowed to beat the shit out of him. <laughs> like, there's no... There'll be people like, oh, vengeance is bad. Yeah, I gonna, I'm gonna punch him, though. Like, you know, like... So we're on Godzilla's side. But we need Destroya to kill Godzilla or we'll all die. It's good drama, isn't <laughs> that it? That is yeah. actually good drama. Like, it's heavy, <laughs> but it's it works. Like, I, it's a kaiju movie. You don't mm. want it to be too subtle. You want it well, to be also, something that can be solved by monsters hitting each other. Also, because these are giant destructive monsters, yeah. like part of you wants to see these things get killed. Yeah. Like wh- whether well, or not you're on the monster's side. I don't know if I want to see him. I don't actually. All right. I, I, I'm, I'm sometimes the outlier on things like this. Because mm-hmm. in my head, I'm still like in love with the idea of Monster Island. Okay. Just like, the, and then they'll stay here. Mm-hmm. And it's fine. It's like a nature reserve for kaiju. And I'm like, yes, that's a great solution. None of them have to die. They'll all be friends. Bring back Angerus. <laughs> Where is or... he? Canonical best friend. No Angerus. No. Still mad. He's studying abroad. <laughs> He's in Paris right now. Angerus in a little beret, trying to write poetry in a cafe and realizing he's not very good at it. Might have to, <laughs> might have to go back to his dad's accounting firm after all. Oh, man. I just, I'm just not getting published. I just no one wants to publish. I, I, do I really have anything to say? <laughs> um... Anyway, so Godzilla is crying. How does it come so easily to Mothra? Godzilla is literally crying. Mickey mm-hmm. says Godzilla is crying. Yeah. I don't even think reptiles can do that. But like, or, or birds even, but like, my mm. God, Godzilla is crying. Well, I'm and not sure if Godzilla is a reptile, but well, okay. he's got scales. Like, he's certainly like, I mean, I guess he's mutated, so it's hard to tell exactly what yeah. he is anymore. But like, he was a, he was a dinosaur. Uh-huh. And so I guess that's technically more closely related to birds we now know, but we didn't really know that at the time. That was a kind of a fringe theory for a while. Um, who can say? Either way, paleontologists, <laughs> but they didn't all agree. That's true. There was a time when they didn't all agree on that. Um, so Godzilla is pissed. 
Godzilla's going to kill the fuck out of Destroya, mm-hmm. but Destroya has to kill Godzilla or we're all going to die. I cannot get over how cool that plot is. <laughs> um, meanwhile, the Super X is trying to help. Yeah. And uh, uh, that, so. That is by attacking Godzilla. Yes, indeed. Um, so, yeah, they're. they're gonna be uh, a bunch of fighting uh destroya breaks off into smaller monsters again and they climb on godzilla that's which is right, cool yeah. and i've always wondered like i do like destroy and and i just like the idea of climbing on godzilla because he's huge right like the size of a building yeah yeah, yeah. You, you don't really see that like shadow of the colossus style or something like that there should be like we have to like there should be like some like billionaire asshole like adventurist or something who wants to climb godzilla i i i just bought blue sky and now i'm going to climb godzilla it's the best idea anyone's ever had and Mm. that guy will die probably very badly um the movie ends you ever see old yeller (laughs) Oh. So imagine, imagine if well, uh, like an entire army of Tommy Kirks just showed up with freeze rays. No, no, to... Godzilla's my monster. I'll do it. I'll do it, Dad. <laughs> like seriously, Destroya has to kill. He, he kills Destroya, by the way, and then yeah. Super X helps with that. But like Be- because he uh, Godzilla keeps getting hotter and stronger. Yeah. Like that, Godzilla uh, like is absorbing more yeah. radiation as we go on, and and they they've come to realize that if they could freeze him at exactly the right time before he goes critical, they can minimize the damage. Yeah, kind of re- he'll me- he'll melt down, but not mm. like leave the whole city uninhabitable for or, a millennium, or at least know? not the whole country. Anyway. <clears throat> I think they said the city might be lost, but mm. um, but yeah, so. All of these, hey, remember those uh, uh, like energy beams on trucks that did fuck all for the last like thirty years? Mm. They work now. Yeah, <laughs> they got the freeze beams, and so those things finally get their day in court. And they're all shooting Godzilla. Everyone's shooting Godzilla. Godzilla's like, "No, my son is dead," and he's <laughs> destroying all mad. It's like, "Yes, I killed your son. Ha ha ha! This is the last thing you'll think about before you die." No, my son, and Godzilla dies. Yep, melts down. Melts down. <clears throat> cool dies. shot too. It's like oh yeah, it's like backlit. We see him kind of. There's a lot of really good turning, shots in this turning movie. into like goop. It's really cool. There's a lot of really good shots in this movie, mm-hmm. and this is something I think that I, you know any filmmaker approaching Godzilla mm-hmm. should try to think of is like, how haven't we filmed Godzilla yet? <laughs> right. Like like, I feel like sometimes we get a little lazy on that. Mm-hmm. And here we've got, there's this great opening bit where there's a plane flying through the air and the pilot's like, okay, we're going to start a descent into Tokyo and about five, holy shit! And it's just Godzilla's <laughs> face right in front of them like you're on one of those like amusement park rides. Like, oh, it was cool. Like, that was mm-hmm. that was genuinely frightening. Like, I was like, oh my God, that would be very, very scary to see in real life. That kind of thing. Like, there's some cool, <clears throat> cool shots in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing we haven't mentioned is that the original composer is back for this one. Akiri Fukube, yeah. Yeah, and uh, he he, uh, he didn't want to do the last one because he didn't think it was very good. Uh, I, I don't disagree. Uh, but he was like, ah, I brought him to life. I have to kill him. So... I think Akiri Fukube did um, one of the one of the recent ones as he well. He did do one of the recent yeah. ones. I don't think he did Space Godzilla. I think he thought that no. one was too silly. But, um, but he did come back for this last one and 
he's killing it. <laughs> he brings back a lot of the scores, not all of them. Brings back a lot of the scores, uh, and um, yeah, Godzilla. He yeah, he uh, did he did Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla too. Yeah, there you go. Hmm. Apparently, writing the music for when Godzilla died uh-huh. was incredibly difficult, and he as, described as it, it would be. Yeah. He described it as writing his own death theme, <laughs> which is like, oh shit like the ending of Amadeus all over again like oh my god brutal so Godzilla dies but humanity is spared mm-hmm. and everyone's like okay well that this was a day am I right and even Mickey's <laughs> like and even Mickey's like oh my god my my tale is over Godzilla's gone like that, that's that's mm-hmm. this was his last battle oh man what unless I can move on to a new chapter of my life roar <laughs> The, the melting down uh, nuclear energy uh-huh. uh, seeped into Godzilla Jr.'s body uh-huh. and, and resurrected been, him. He's been resurrected and he's the new Godzilla. Yeah. There's this great shot of him like... Kind of rising up. Right, and, and, yeah, and yeah. like the smoke. It's not even a clear shot. It's very, very moody. Hmm. Um, and then that's the end. And I'm like, okay, A, awesome. <laughs> you managed to have your cake and eat it too very, very nicely. Yeah. You know, Godzilla died. It was sad. Godzilla Jr. died. It was sad. One of those deaths will last, and the other one will will continue, and we still have a great protector, and I'm really looking forward to the future adventures of this new Godzilla in the Heisei era. Mm-hmm. No. They said it was the last one from the start. They, this was, yeah, yeah, I know, but like, here's what's sort the, of an implication that things will continue, we just don't get to see it. I know, and that's something that I remember um, Frank Miller was talking about this. He mm. said when he was writing uh, The Dark Knight Returns, Okay. Which, when it was written in the '80s, was supposed to be the last Batman story. Like we're gonna right, have, like, an older, this... older Batman. Yeah. He's like in his fifties at that point, and yeah, yeah and like, and he he retired a long time ago. Gotham City went to hell, uh, and he's got to come out of retirement for one last, uh, uh, you know, basically streak of yeah. fighting crime, killing mutants. Like, but it's... everything's so much like much more violent yeah. now, and yeah. yeah, it's 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 actually really good for the most part there's a few things i don't like about it mm-hmm. and it was it hit like a shockwave when it came out and unfortunately it's one of those things that was so popular and so iconic a lot of people have tried to imitate it and they've imitated badly, it in, yeah. in a very superficial way mm-hmm. and i feel like there's all these like references to it and stuff like batman v superman and it's like yeah but you don't actually have any of the weight of it mm-hmm. you just have the imagery and that's not the same thing and you know whatever flaws that story has it was it was a really really big deal but he was talking about how in his initial uh, plan or pitch or something batman would die mm. now, this was it this was the last batman story he would die and he does die for a second for a second yeah there, and there's the... there's a, a i actually read that comic book i yeah. i know <laughs> could finally speak to a comic book you're talking about yeah. and uh, yeah there's a shot where uh, he, there's a big fight between him and Superman. He's mm-hmm. wearing that big uh, armored suit. Mm-hmm. They recreated it in the Batman v Superman movie. Right. Uh, yeah, and he's got like a, f- a friend shooting kryptonite arrows from off screen. Mm. It's green arrow. Or, or, it's great. Yeah. Yeah. And and he dies doing it, and because other yeah. people are shooting at him, and <clears throat> and like Superman at that point had like become like a tool of the state. He'd become like a yeah. fascist entity. And, and had so, yeah, to be so and Batman yeah. used this like super suit and all this kryptonite and just sort of slammed his fists into him. But in so doing, like his heart gave out. Yeah. And there's a drawing of like his actual like heart rate. Yeah. Like there's a little uh, cardi uh, cardiac cardiograph cardio- yeah, and yeah. Uh, it's and it flatlines. Yeah, yeah. And 
he dies. Yeah. And that was originally going to be, I mean, I'm sure there would have been an epilogue, but that would have, that was going to be it. Uh, and Frank Miller was like, you can't, mm. it's serialized. You have to, it has to be, you can have an ending, but it has to also be a new beginning. Mm. And so he came up with a thing where Batman faked his own death and has now gone completely underground. Mm. And that was that whole thing. Whether or not that entirely worked is up for conversation. But I feel like that's the tone here where it's like, we can end Godzilla, but we never can. Yeah. <laughs> we can end this Godzilla. We can bring this narrative to a, to a sense of finality, but there's always got, cause we've, we've already kind of established earth needs Godzilla. He's a threat, but it's also a balance. Yeah. And there's, if like, I'm trying to think like it's this cr- creature they can, they can't really control. They mm-hmm. can like control a little bit. Yeah. And they need the power that Godzilla represents to fight off other monsters. Yeah. But also they need those other monsters to fight off Godzilla. Well, here's the thing. I actually want to hold on a second. I want to take a look it's at sort all of the sort of a, a, a yin and a yang here. Yeah. I want to. I want to look at all the Heisei films like on like in a. In all a right. List. So we had the re- uh, the Return to Godzilla. Yeah. Godzilla versus Biollante. Mm. Godzilla versus King Ghidorah. Godzilla yeah. versus Mothra, which is more Godzilla versus Batra than anything. Uh, Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla, mm-hmm. which was there another monster in that, or was it just from versus Mechagodzilla? I can't remember. Uh, it was Me- Mechagodzilla. Okay. And it was big space Godzilla, and then it was Destroya. Mm-hmm. Um, with the exception of Destroya, I don't think any of those monsters would have existed without Godzilla. Biolante mm. exists because of Godzilla's DNA. Yeah, well, and that's... Space Godzilla exists because of Godzilla's DNA. Mecha Godzilla exists because well, he that, had to fight this is, Godzilla. and this is perpetuating that King theme. Peter exists because he went back that, in time. That Godzilla uh, is is like a natural disaster unto himself. Yeah. He's like a unchecked nuclear power. Yeah. Uh, and the things that that spawns that there's yeah. sort of this uncontrolled element about Godzilla's biology, mm-hmm. and that's what I appreciate about the Heisei area that we yeah. get. And I, I've mentioned this before. Uh, we get into Godzilla's biology. How is cells work Mm -hmm. and how he is so dangerous that he kind of creates other monsters almost unwittingly well you can almost you can almost equate it not to go back to batman again but like at the end of batman begins they talk about escalation well we have Mm -hmm. a batman well now they're gonna have super villains yeah you know just because we have you now we Mm -hmm. have to have you you will you've escalated an arms race all right to to quote mad magazine Mm -hmm. you create an idiot proof product they invent a better idiot Uh, yeah Mm -hmm. that's a good point but like but like i remember even reading this in like comic books where like you know because in Marvel Comics, superheroes mostly lived in major metropolitan areas. Mostly mm. New York, but, you know, mm. London or whatever. Uh, and so it made sense that there would be a ton of stuff happening there and a whole mm. bunch of different types of people living there. But in there, the, there needed to be crime to fight. Yeah, but, but there would right. be because it's a major metropolitan area and it would right. attract a lot of different people and, you know, supervillains would want to do something, you know, on that stage. DC mostly took place in fictional cities. And you would get mm. the major metropolitan areas like Metropolis or Gotham City. But then sometimes they take place in like a small town, like a smaller town. And it's like, yeah, okay. So I remember like when when Impulse first got his own comic book, it was, uh, it was like Flash. Flash the, yeah, like Flash's... Spin-off character. Well, it was yeah. like Flash's like grandson from the future would come back to this time and got stuck here. And so, Fast running superhero. Yeah, but he was a younger Flash, basically. And so they're like, okay, well, we're going to put him in, like, this small town where he can, like, you know, train his powers with, like, the original, one of the original Flashes and all that kind of stuff. But it's like, you're in the middle of fucking nowhere. How is there a supervillain every week? 
Right. Well, there's that, no fucking way. There's, that, there's, that's, it's, it's what we like to call Jessica Fletcher syndrome. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, for murder, yeah. she wrote. She lives in this small, quaint little town, and yet there's murder in this town every week that she gets to solve. To be fair, to they, be they, fair, they she, eventually took it out of her no, town. No, but, no, honestly, I rewatched like the first season of that. She's mostly not there. Or, well, I say eventually, like in later seasons of the show. No, but like in the first season, she's traveling most of the time. Oh, oh, she is. Like, because okay. the whole thing is. Sorry, she's, I misunderstood. No, no, no. Like it, it, everyone jokes about like her town being murder central and to be fair eventually a lot of murders happen there but the idea is that she's a famous writer and she's constantly traveling for work yeah to do a signing or be a guest lecturer somewhere or be on a tv show or just to visit family Uh, i forget someone did the math i think she's got like 10 different nieces <laughs> it's just an excuse for her to see like i'm gonna go over here and see how my niece is doing oh no murder but like a brother could have had a big family or brother I, or sister it's, yeah. it's not outside their own possibility but it is rather a lot um but yeah because she's not a criminal investigator who goes to where the crimes are on purpose you still need her to arrive at crimes so Eventually, before too long, it's going to stop being kind of cute. They're like, oh, no, a murder. Oh, again? Oh, wow. And after a while, it's like... It's a little suspicious after a while. Yeah. Like, there's all these, like, headcanons where she was the killer the whole time. None of it actually makes sense. It's a fun thought, though. But, like, it's just... It's it's the conceit we have to accept in order for the story to happen. Yeah. And when you have a serialized story... You have to accept it every single week. Right. <laughs> and it strains credulity if you think about it. So don't. <laughs> they don't want you to. And if you get distracted by it, that is reasonable. But clearly this isn't the show for you because this is why we're here today. And I feel like that's that's true with this Godzilla. But I guess my point was, if I'm thinking about Godzilla as like an equalizing force, we need Godzilla to save us from all these monsters. The only monster I think we have besides Godzilla, and I guess... Maybe Rodan hmm. was mostly minding their own business, honestly. They just wanted to, like, raise their kids on an island. Um, and Baby Godzilla was tame. Yeah. Um, all the, the all the other monsters only existed because Godzilla existed, except for Destroya. Yeah. Because Destroya well, was but... created. Anyway. So we did ultimately need Godzilla to destroy Destroya, and vice versa. But that's the only one. <laughs> What's Baby Godzilla going to fight? I, I think it's... Uh, well, I, I, I think God, uh, Baby Godzilla is another Godzilla. You mm-hmm. know, It's not... They explain pretty explicitly that this is not, like, Godzilla's literal offspring. They, they, no, but they um, love them, though. Yeah. Li- clearly. So you, you could kind of argue that they're linked up anyway. They're mm-hmm. clearly of the same species. Yeah, yeah. They're not terribly um, distant cousins. So clearly this new Godzilla has this... Same qualities as the old one, especially after absorbing his soul mm-hmm. through nuclear power, but, and now is like ultra powered with this nuclear meltdown glop that Godzilla turned into. But this one was raised by humans for a while, mm. and probably likes humans more, and would probably oh, no. actually no, no, no. That's, not... You're thinking of Gamera. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm thinking of this one until it saw humans kill its dad. Oh, now it's pissed off. <laughs> now it's yeah. fucking pissed. Like you did what? <laughs> he was hurting. But yeah, the, the the tone of this thing, it does feel like like a finale. There's a lot yeah. of like teary farewells. Watching Very Godzilla, 
lot of time is spent on Godzilla melting down. If you didn't know that this was the last one, the film would make it pretty clear that it was. Yeah. Uh, And and that was going to be it for Godzilla. Yeah. And yeah, the the tease is that the Godzilla legacy will continue Mm. with this new Godzilla creature, but we're not going to follow it. Yeah, which is honestly kind of a bummer I, I i like this godzilla but anyway um the, the last note i had written down was godzilla will return in where Angerus goes trouble follows oh aren't you cute which made me laugh um it's a great movie i really like this one this, this, would, this would actually be in near my my top godzilla movies it is one of the better ones yeah uh, i think it, it works I think on every level it's cool monster it's, stuff it's, it's fun a, but it's also intense well, it's, it's a great idea the idea yeah. that godzilla is going to fight a counterpart yeah. That's not just like space Godzilla. Like yeah. that's just another Godzilla. Yeah, that that's just a palette uh, swab. That's not interesting. Yeah, Here it's like it actually goes back yeah. to the original and they were going to fight the personification of the weapon of mass destruction. Yeah. 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 Which for some reason is a crustacean. Like, I don't know about that, but anyway. It's, it's fine. It, I'm, it's I'm, a, I'm that okay part's a little the, random, but whatever. It's it, it's cool looking monster. I'll let it go. I, I like this crustacean better than I like Ebira, uh, who is just <laughs> who looks who just looks delicious giant, more than anything. It's just a giant lobster. It's just a big lobster. That's a big old lobster that they they, they they tame with drawn butter. <laughs> It's my favorite detail about that movie. There, there's these ships. Like, we have this chemical that can keep Ebira at bay, and it's this bright yellow liquid that looks like butter. <laughs> they spray in the water around him. Anyway. Um, that, th- and that's that's the last we'll see of Godzilla. We, yeah. were, we were supposed to stay away from Godzilla in Toho mm-hmm. until at least the year two, um, 2000. No, it was going to be 2000. They said, they said minimum would be the year 2000, and then the Roland Emmerich movie came out, and it sucked, and nobody right. liked and it. So they rushed a new one into production <laughs> right yeah, away, like really, really fast. So, but before we get to the Roland Emmerich Godzilla, which we will in three weeks, uh, we have two Mothra movies to get through. Three? Well, no, no, because we're doing this in, in release order. Oh, did Rebirth of Mothra three come out after? They both. Okay, so we have Rebirth of Mothra in uh-huh. nineteen ninety six, Rebirth of Mothra two in nineteen ninety seven. And then Godzilla came out in 1998, and Rebirth of Mother 3 came out later in 1998. Oh, okay. So we'll, we'll be kind of ba- t- t- taking, a, bit, taking yeah. a bit of a breather uh, to, to go see what the Americans... Uh, boy, is that going to be uh, an I, interesting conversation, man, because that uh, movie's all over the place. You sense it, and then you start reading up on the production of uh, Godzilla 2000. Yeah. And you... Which actually came you, you out can, in 1999, by the way. It, it came out in 2000 in the United States. Yeah. But it came out in 99 in Japan. Yeah. Um, and you get the sense that Toho, the executives of Toho, saw the the TriStar film, mm. the Sony Pictures film that Roland Emmerich directed, and said, this won't do. No. And wanted to put it into production. And you look into the details, and that's exactly what happened. Yeah. They saw this movie. It's like, you don't get to make three movies. No. This is nonsense. We hate this thing. Mm-hmm. Uh a CGI creature that eats fish? Fuck you. We're gonna... <laughs> That's a lot of fish. It's <laughs> a notorious line of dialogue from, from Matthew Broderick. And to be fair, mm-hmm. it was a lot of fish. It was a lot of fish. It was a lot of fish in that particular... We'll get to that in a couple of weeks, but my God, that was a lot of fish. And, uh... uh <sighs> we'll also talk a lot about the ad campaign, but yeah, first oh, yeah, we're the gonna... The ad campaign was a big deal. The soundtrack was mm-hmm. was a big deal. I have an anecdote I'm waiting to share. It, it's, uh, <laughs> which I, but we'll it was, wait it was until no, that notoriously day. panned, but it was very popular. <laughs> yeah. um, 
but before we get to that, we're going to do the Rebirth of Mothra movies, which I am unfamiliar with. Yeah, same. These are all new to me. Mm. I actually don't even know... Are, are they in canon with uh, the, the Heisei movies? I believe they are. I think okay. these are still technically yeah. part of the Heisei like We, we cover them regardless, because Mothra is a Godzilla you know, yeah. sort of character. But, um, but yeah, we'll be doing a whole Mothra trilogy, and um, that's neat, actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Again, I have no idea what we're so, yeah, for. There's three, no there's three Mothra it. movies, yeah. and there's also the American Godzilla. And that then after that, mm-hmm. we're going to reboot with the Millennium Era. And I think yes. there are only six Millennium movies, if uh, I recall. There's uh, Godzilla 2000, That's Godzilla vs. Megaguirus, Megaguirus, Godzilla, Mothra, and King Ghidorah, Giant Monsters, All Out Attack. Great name. Uh, which, which frustratingly is said to be in its own separate continuity. Oh, fuck you. Okay. Like, yeah. Oh, so, yeah. like, that GMK is, mm-hmm. is like kind of an entity in itself. Godzilla looks a little different. Yeah, that that's a little annoying. And there's Godzilla against Mechagodzilla, where Mm -hmm. they don't fight, but he just doesn't like what Mechagodzilla stands for. Um, And and that's another one that they connect back to the original, because that's uh, the one where they use the original Godzilla's skeleton uh, as the framework to build Mechagodzilla as a weapon against Godzilla. And then we'll get uh, Godzilla Tokyo SOS, and then finally Godzilla Final Wars, Mm -hmm. at which point the next film is the MonsterVerse Godzilla. Yeah, there's a big gap there. Yeah, really big gap. Because Godzilla Final Wars was 2004. And and then 2014. Yeah. Yeah, big old gap. And uh, And then it will continue apace. We have uh, almost 20 more movies left to cover. So yeah, we're we'll, we'll, Friday, so. well past the halfway point. And again, yeah, if you yeah. want to see the full list, if you want to watch it along with us, go to my letterbox page. I, I don't update it very often. Which, which episode are we on? We're at 30 something. This yeah. is, uh, I believe this is episode 35. Okay. So yeah, yeah. we're 35 out of 54 planned. Okay. Uh, and I believe that will take us up through Godzilla X Kong. Um, All right. Oh, no, wait, 55 plan, because actually Godzilla X Kong isn't on this list. Oh, no, actually, wait, uh, we don't have God, uh, Godzilla minus one on this list, so 56. Okay. Right, 56 is the current plan. Right. Um, but who knows, maybe they'll slip in a new Godzilla just, just to, to screw with us right at the last minute. <laughs> anyway, that's it for Thank Godzilla. It's Friday this week. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you for joining us. Uh, if you are listening to this on the main feed and you want to get episodes early, head on over to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash network. You can vote for future episodes of our shows. You get a bunch of exclusive shows. Uh, and uh, you get episodes of Thank Godzilla It's Friday one week early, in addition to getting all of our new episodes ad-free. Thank you to all of our patrons. We, we couldn't do this without you. You mean the world to us. Uh, we uh, love hearing from you. And we read your emails or your correspondence on our podcast, We've Got Mail. Uh, our email address is letters at criticallyacclaimed.net. If you want to talk about anything we discussed in this episode or anything else you want to talk about, Whitney, what is our P.O. Box? Send us a physical letter to the Critically Acclaimed Network, P.O. Box 641565, Los Angeles, California, 90064. And I want to give a big shout out to the United States Postal Service, which gives you a couple of days leeway if you're late on your P.O. Box payments. <laughs> because I was going through some papers and my office was like, oh shit. <laughs> we forgot to renew this thing. Oh god, we, we almost lost our P.O. Box. And then it's like, oh my god, all those episodes would have the wrong address. No. Some poor person would get so much mail. It's like, why do they want me to talk about movies? Um, I'm just glad we're not getting mail from the previous tenant. Oh yeah, yeah, some of those were some of those were some weird stuff. Um, but yeah, uh, we're also on uh, social media at Critic Acclaim. I'm at William Bibiani. Matt Whitney Seibold. Uh, and um, yeah, I guess that's it for uh, Thank Godzilla. It's Friday this week. So thank 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 Godzilla. It was Friday. And thank you for coming. 
with us. Rar. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.